watch Tim wishes you good luck and Godspeed. Hey, Agile. Thanks a lot for coming in here today. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. I, uh, I really, I really enjoy your content. It's like super high quality and I can't imagine like how sleepless you must be sometimes trying to put it out as frequently as you do, but, um, but it's really, really great and it's become my new source. So thank you. Oh yeah, no problem, man. I actually love keeping up on it also. I was really excited when I found the Talisman project a couple months ago. I want to start by asking, what were you up to just before you started working on the Talisman project? And how did you end up falling into it? Before Talisman, I was running a like a, a Web3 venture studio called FlexApps, which like, um, to be entirely honest, like didn't start out as a Web3 venture studio. It started out as like an incredibly amateur you know, services agency with between me and my business partner. We were sort of learning on the fly. What? But yeah, I was just working with some of my uh, some of my colleagues and and my business partner uh, Tom had moved overseas to uh, to go work um, to be CTO of a a project that was uh, co-founded by our really close friend uh, from Australia, Simon, uh, called Chainflip. It was a, a cross-chain Dex built on Substrate, actually. And uh, a bunch of reasons why Tom sort of buggered off, like COVID and lockdowns in Australia sort of becoming a bit of a police state. But um, but sort of the band broke up a little bit and uh, and I was sort of building myself out of FlexDAPs and that we, um, Hypersphere Ventures got in touch with us because they were doing due diligence on investing in Chainflip. Mm-hmm. And we started chatting to them about the problem of uh, Polkadot not having a, a multi-chain wallet. And we kind of originally thought, you know, this would be a cool, you know, internal project. And then we got really sincerely nerd sniped by the problem. Like, how do you, how do you make a multi-chain transaction experience? And then, you know, we sort of convinced ourselves that we we can figure it out, which is yet to be seen. But um, <laughs> but I'm pretty optimistic. Well, th- thank God somebody's uh, taking it on. Um, maybe you could expand a little bit more on the problem set that you're facing and, and what attracted you to solving those problems the thing that attracted us most was you know like we already live in a in this multi-chain world so we've been building things on ethereum for a really long time like our the team so first let me put into context the the team that i was working with at flex are now my co-founders with talisman right so when i say like we i mean like this this group who have been working we've been working together for years um uh yeah, like the multi-chain world kind of already exists and, you know, but at the moment what we've kind of recreated in the, at least the Ethereum multi-chain ecosystem is something analogous to this like shitty international banking system, you know, that we already have where you send money from one chain and it disappears and then you wait for it to show up on another chain. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's, uh, you know, bad, like, risks in terms of security and there's middlemen and there's all these things. And so um, the idea of cross-chain composability via XCMP sounded, uh, you know, like, this is a no-brainer. Why wouldn't we try and create, um, a, you know, a wallet that leverages XCMP and provides this sort of... Um, you know, cross-chain user experience, which has the potential to actually be better than the current multi-chain user experience, which is fragmented. Um, right. 
you know, in, in, if we can accomplish that, I think we have the ability to create a, like a non-custodial user experience, which is better than every other user experience. And, and, you know, um, if we want to onboard more people into Web3, we've got to try and build the best stuff. We're coming out with the alpha build of the extension. That's what these spirit keys give people access to. What's kind of coming out over the next six months after that? Next week, we're hoping to, to launch our alpha. I think there's there's a bit of like uh, anxiety internally. Everyone, we have a bit of perfectionism internally, which I think we need to we need to shake off because okay. uh, we need to we need to do stuff. But um. Uh, yeah, we should have our alpha out, you know, mid next week. Um, we, we kind of have to balance priorities because uh, obviously there's a lot of cosmetic fixes that we can make to our alpha, but we're also going through our our, uh, our audit at the moment. And so we need to uh, prioritize making our code base um, clean and in such a manner that, you know, when it is audited, um, like, you know, there's actually some, you know, reassurance about the the safety of the code and um, and the and the systems that the audit is rel- relevant to are sort of, um, I guess, frozen or unlikely to change after that uh, that audit. So right. we're going into audit at the end of the year. The next step for us is to focus on uh, transaction experience. I think you want the user to comprehend rather than have complexity abstracted away from them sometimes. Mm-hmm. But we're going to be working really closely with parachain teams on sort of collecting user stories from them and understanding how we can create a better transaction experience. So that might mean um, having uh, archetypes, which you could invoke as a DAP developer. You can say, um, hey, this is minting an NFT. And so therefore I'm going to pass in some information about this NFT and we'll display it in the transaction experience, or you're about to sign a terms of service with your, with your keys. And so uh, I need to include a link to that. Um, and you'll get a little modal that says, Hey, you're going to sign a terms of service, which you can find here. And you're about to sign the hash of the terms of service or something like that. So all, all these kinds of things are already happening in the ecosystem, but you don't have uh, a, a user, a transaction experience that expresses that to you. You have uh, a, a DAP which does, you know, a, a varying job of of in terms of expressing that to you, and then you just get a transaction which, you know, if you're not a technical person and you don't understand how extrinsics works, or even going back to Ethereum, you can't sort of garner any useful information from that JSON object that you know MetaMask just formats up on you. And so we see things like a more contextual transaction experience as sort of a good way forward. Look, I wanted to talk to you about the art direction of the app because I think the app, the medium articles, everything is is really beautiful. Hmm. I'm wondering how you came about that direction and if you have any ideas for NFTs beyond the spirit keys. Yeah. Well, I think we definitely intend to launch a lot more NFTs. I don't know whether they will be art specifically, mm-hmm. but... You know, in general, we uh, we want to build Talisman in a manner where eventually the community can own and maintain it. And we don't have the benefit of all of the tooling that exists in Ethereum, right? So if we wanted to set up a, a DAO, like a, like a multi-sig in the Polkadot ecosystem, sure. it's not even clear which chain we'd do that on or what tooling we'd use, right? Yeah. So what we're kind of doing with NFTs is... We're just using them as a way of creating an on-chain record of who people are and what their relationship 
to us is. And so, and, and we'll continue to do a lot of that because that allows us to, you know, then recognize contribution later in airdrops and things like that. Um, and it allows us to build up this system um, that, that allows us to effectively manage our community um, and make sure that we sort of address the principal agent problem as best we can, which is always what your job is to do as a founder. But yeah, in terms of the art direction, so we've been big admirers of the Polkadot ecosystem for a while. We, we, we think that this is the best vision for, um, for the, the, the future of Web3. And yeah. um, it's, not, <laughs> it's not easy to wrap your head around. Like it's not, it's certainly, it's not inclusive in the sense that, um, you know, it, it's not, uh, it's not noob friendly. Mm. And I think that um, in crypto, you, a lot of people um, are sort of trusting the founders. They're trusting the pioneers and the, the people who are driving the ecosystem forward Great because point. they simply, you know, while, while, while you can verify, you can not trust and verify, mm. most people are going to, you know, trust, you know, some provider of a service ultimately yep. um, because they don't have the time or the capacity to really understand. And one thing that really made me, you know, a bit sad about Ethereum was how our cultural stories kind of fell apart. You know, like Binance Smart Chain is bad and wrong because it's Binance and Polygon is legitimate and okay. And, you know, the stories that we tell as a, as a community don't necessarily reflect the values that we used to have. And I think that stories and like stories can be a really useful mnemonic for conveying information. And I wanted to create talisman in a way where not only do we try to create a nice product, but we try to use vi like visual storytelling and literal storytelling in order to express important things. And so you'll notice in that illustration, you know, that where that we convey a lot of things like it's, it's, you know, it's the, the early stages of the paraverse. It's like the, the, all of these like different land masses are floating around in the background and they're yet to coalesce into a real, you know, in, into any real order. Totally. And there's all these different sort of, um, teams that are, you know, like all these different characters that have sort of the likeness of different projects. And we're, we're, what we're trying to do is, you know, like convey information that is ultimately useful in our brand and in our storytelling. And um, so, yeah, I like that's, that's what I'm really interested in um, is like the, the power of stories and the power of like messaging and archetypes to, to convey useful information to people without them having to understand abstract concepts. And also I think that mm. one thing the ecosystem can generally benefit from is a bit of a brand overhaul, you know, like, like one of the reasons we're so attracted to Polkadot is it has the best people working in the ecosystem, like some of the smartest and hard, hardest working people. Yeah. Um, but as a result, they're really fucking boring people you know, because they work all the time. And so Ethereum has all these shit posters who, you know, run around to conferences and, and, you know, GM, GM 420, you know, and there's this like, like massive culture that exists around it because right. of all of the, all of the, 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 like the lazy artists, you know, who are just mucking around playing and then they're not trying to build Carla. <laughs> they don't wake up, they don't work 12 hours a day building a Carla. Yeah. And so you have this rich, rich culture. And I think that we can uh, provide a bit of a, 
this we have the ability to create a bit of like a a brand overhaul you know for the ecosystem to the extent that people are willing to accept that and uh and also convey some useful information and make it approachable and inclusive and use um sort of images that people in uh, sort of resonate with you know like our, our culture is full of superheroes and mm. and uh and sci-fi and metaverses and things like that so i think bringing that into polka dot um, it, it makes it uh, sort of more attractive, and and can, can and it and if we can encode some of our values in that um, in in this storytelling, uh, I think it ultimately will immunize us against you know having similar sort of like some some of the problems that Ethereum has had. Well, that's just absolutely fascinating. And Agile, I, I want to thank you so much for coming in and speaking with us today. I would love to get you back, uh, maybe for a longer interview when things are a little further along. But it just feels like this is the sort of project we need in this space right now, solving a lot of problems that are facing us all and frustrating us all. And I want to thank you very much for all the work you're putting into it and for being part of our ecosystem. Yeah, you're very welcome, man. And thank you for waking up so early to talk to me. Um, I definitely love to come back. And uh, yeah, let's speak soon. Awesome. All right. Thanks. Cheers, man.